All right, Isaiah chapter 33. Now, what we've been working on to this point is, is one of several things. And it's a little bit confusing because we're in the book of Daniel. And Daniel is dominated by the Babylonians. Up to this point in Assyria, or excuse me, in Isaiah, this is 200 years before Daniel. And Isaiah has been ministering to the southern kingdom of Judah and warning against and watching the Assyrian kingdom, the kingdom that came right before the uh, Babylonian kingdom. And they came in and they scattered and they wiped out the northern ten tribes of Israel. And they were a pawn in God's hand, but they were still willing to do so. So they are going to be punished for their evil, right? Even as they, they uh, did punish the idolatry of the northern kingdom. And so we've been... Um, We've been watching this. And so even though they were used to punish God's people, they were willing to do so, and they were extremely evil people. And God is just, and they will be judged. And we're going to be looking at that, and then the blessings of the Lord upon the Jews and his promises to them, even though they're going to be punished. And if you've uh, ever raised a child or been close to people of have been raising children or watching people raise children or a teacher, you know, as an adult, you don't really like punishing the children, right? Especially if you're doing it in a proper way. If you're just getting your anger out, that's not proper discipline, is it? You're just trying to satisfy your anger. But one of the things about disciplining children is you don't like doing it, but you still want to promise them, it's going to be okay. I still love you. And that's one of the most important things when you when you go through a, a, a tussle or if someone fails you, you want to remind them that you still love them. And many people have a hard time with the fatherhood of God today. And maybe that's you, because you didn't have a good father. You had a father that showed wrath, but he didn't show true discipline. And uh, so true discipline says, I'm, I'm doing this because I love you. Not because I'm just ticked off and I want to satiate my anger on you. That's not how God is. God loves us. And so for us to understand the goodness of God, we need to study the fatherhood of God. And that, yeah, sometimes he allows us to go through tough times, but ultimately it's always for our good. And as we grow older, you know, my prayer is that you just absolutely begin to understand the loving fatherhood of God in your life, you know. And uh, if you had a good father, you, you need to be an encourager to those around you that are having a struggle with the fatherhood of God. Um, and in a sense, if you had a good father, you're, no, you're not better than someone that didn't. You owe a debt to God because he gave you that experience, so now you can teach others about the goodness of God as well and help them get over it, not get frustrated with them. My temptation is when people just don't believe the Bible and they don't trust God as Christians, when I was younger, I would get frustrated with them. Like, oh, just get it, you know? And then the Lord's like knocking me on the head. No, they don't get it. They just don't trust. You need to be faithful to them. You need to be loving towards them and point them to the love and the faithfulness of a heavenly father, the right fatherhood of God. This is why Satan loves breaking down the family. Because if you can remove dad from homes, you, you, you have a greater opportunity 
to destroy that person's future. Possibly to never be saved, or if they're saved, to never really be able to run at full speed on all cylinders. And, uh, you know, when people have walked with the Lord for 20 years and they're still pushing back, the thing is they haven't pressed in to learn the love of God in their lives. It's kind of a weird doctrine, right? It's kind of hard to understand. It's not like do this or do that. It's no, you've got to understand the love of God in order to mature and grow. And you need to press in and pursue that fatherhood of God, his love for you. And so we're looking at Isaiah 33, verse 1. It says, Woe to you who plunder, though you have not been plundered. And you who deal treacherously, though they have not dealt treacherously with you. When you cease plundering, you will be plundered. When you make an end of dealing treacherously, they will deal treacherously with you. And so basically he's saying destruction is going to come upon you, Assyrians. You've destroyed. You've been in power. You have no idea what it means to be defeated, but you will be defeated. We need to understand. So often in this world, we get frustrated because it seems like people get away with it. They don't get away with it. They have to deal with God, and that's a pretty scary thing when you really think about it. And there's many who live their whole life looking how to get ahead by destroying others and betraying them. And sometimes I don't know that they even know that they're doing it, but they have such a desire, such an emptiness in their life that they've got to prove themselves better than others, that they're willing to destroy others and run ahead. And sometimes it seems that these that destroy others, that rip off their own grandmothers for success, it seems like they've gotten away with it because they might die with a lot in the kitty. One, they still have to live in their inner world. They have, still have to live with themselves. And some, though, get to a point where they've destroyed the conscience that God has given them. They've destroyed the morality. They've become seared. And they literally do not care. Did they get away with it? They don't get away with it. They leave all the things that they've destroyed their life for behind, and then they got to face God. Where do you want to be in the end? So a life of treachery will come back to you. For the Assyrians, it is going to happen. It will come back on them. But we're to let God handle it, right? We want to get vengeance sometimes, but you know what? Mm -mm. Now, sometimes God might have you do something, but you don't do it out of vengeance, because that racks your own soul. It's so easy to want to get back or to talk down or talk back about people. But you need to, to leave it to the Lord. Talking about the Antichrist in the middle of Revelation, it says, He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So in the middle of the tribulation period, personally, I don't believe that we will be there. I believe God will translate his bride out of there before this happens. But there will be revival and there will be believers during the tribulation period. And the wrath of Antichrist will come against the people. And those that are following Christ 
will have wrath from all kinds of people. The spirit of Antichrist will be out there. And, and, and we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing people literally make up reasons to attack Christians today. They literally make up stuff, right? And uh, it's scary. If you go to, New, if you go to Washington, D.C., and you go through the Holocaust Museum, um, it literally probably takes you three days 